Bam, what's going on? Welcome back to another Wolves Den where it's VIP only. We got the Wolfpack family in here. Guests, box, box, goss. We're going to find out what's all the gossip, what's going on with them, how they started their platform, how we get started. You know how it rocks in here in the Wolves Den. Members have the opportunity to ask questions and be part of the conversation. And that's the great thing about it. So this will be on YouTube so everybody else can enjoy that content as well. So box, box, goss, we're going to let you introduce yourselves and then I'm going to pop us off. So go ahead, ladies. Okay. I mean, say, should I go or do you want to go? Oh, or should I kind. Go? So polite. I know. That's not usually like it because I was just yelling at her about her tea. Um, <laughs> um, I got it. <laughs> um, okay. So should I go, Ase? I'm yeah, going to go. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So, hi, lovely people. I'm, we are so thrilled to be a part of the Wolves Den. Um, my name is Sedem. The lovely girl in, I think, a bluish gray is Asay. And we are two of the three sisters of Box Box Goss, which is a fun, you know, goss obsession on all things Formula One. You know, we banter, we vibe, we bitch about it. It is what it is, you know? <laughs> so, us sisters get together every time after the race um, on Saturdays and just vibe and chat. We've actually had Jay on our show, which was so exciting. Um, but we usually have a guest as well, too, that comes and joins in with the bants and the vibes and all that good stuff. And we just throw down and gossip about all things Formula One. So, so, yeah, so that's where Box Box Goss comes from, then. It's all about the gossip. Yeah, so it's it's like you box box for the so you know like in a pit when you pit right. you you know they call in box box so right. you box box you stop for the gossip so well we got plenty of gossip to talk about so I I do want to get right into it and ask you about some gossip we got to talk about because somebody wanted to box in the midst of a race with only ten laps to go meanwhile they say as of recently shit's not easy so I just want to know how is shit not easy. But within 10 laps, you're willing to risk boxing for pit stop training. So I want to know, how do you all feel about that shit? Call my Max Verstappen all capping. Really, Max Verstappen all capping. How you feel about that? <laughs> I feel so. It's like, it just goes to show how much dominance there's, they're going into. I think at that point, Red Bull and Max Verstappen were just taking the piss out of everyone. Like, they were already in the lead. Their, their lead was impeccable after starting from sixth place and right. now you're talking about pit stop practice which we all know the red bull team doesn't really need facts it, i feel like like at that point i was just watching and i was thinking oh my gosh these people are taking the piss out of us at how you feel She's probably good that say started. She's way more diplomatic, I think, about this. And if our other sister Abby was on, she would be way more diplomatic than what I'm about to say. Yeah, they were they're full of shit. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> they're full of, I mean, like it was, I mean, yeah, it just look, I actually don't like I don't mind Max as like a person. Right. You know, I don't I don't like Red Bull at all. Um, gotcha. I don't like the way they operate. I don't like their outfit. I'm not a really a fan of like, you know, I feel like, you know, there are better business practices than what they do. So like, I think, you know, but you know, it speaks to their dominance. They have a bloody fast car. It's probably, right. I think one of the, um, I think it was Martin Brundle or something like that said something that we are probably witnessing probably one of the greatest cars that have ever been made in Formula One. So of course, if 
and practice their pit stuff. They don't need to. Right. And I feel like it's a shit kind of thing. It's a very demoralizing thing. And it's, um, I don't know, just mentally. <laughs> like, it just, it just, it, it kills all the teams. But, like, I just think it's, right. yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, it, they're, they're full of it. It's it's insane. I just, I don't know. It's one of those things. But, yes, say it was way more diplomatic than I was. So, so let me ask you, let me ask you, ladies, this. How do you feel about your your viewership minutes moving forward with formula one because a lot of people at this point in time like i get a lot of comments like i'm not even watching formula one i just come to your channel to kind of hear what's going on i don't even you know tap in f1 tv tap in espn they tap into none of that like they come to the channel see what the wolfpack fam is talking about and they get their dose and then they're gone how are you feeling about your viewership minutes going towards formula one in the future maybe even next season that's a straight really good question yeah. Very good question. I, sorry. No, you could go ahead. Okay. I feel very frustrated. Like, I love watching Formula One, don't get me wrong, but it's just like you sit down and you watch and you're thinking like, what's the, I mean, it's like, um, you can't really get upset because it's like, I mean, Red Bull have sat patiently through the Mercedes dominance and this is our turn. But at the same time, it's like, where's the drama where's the excitement and it's like um no I, I mean it's like I feel like f1 has a problem on their hands and it's like I mean I know for myself I don't I can't speak for sudden if I if it comes from if it if I have to choose between Beyonce and the f1 I'm gonna go with Beyonce next year Ooh, oh <laughs> damn there it is I mean, Facts. I, I think actually Asay and I were having this conversation like over this, just after Belgium. And, you know, for us, obviously for the sake of our show, we have to watch Formula One. We have right. to at least some, keep some pulse on it. So let's just right. be honest with that. If we weren't doing the show, I don't know if I would um, watch Formula One at this point in time. For, for starters, I say this, Australian fans are some of the most dedicated F1 fans out there. I mean, just the time period and the, the time difference that we have against the majority of the races on the calendar is shit. I mean, I say <laughs> there's a lot of live... Uh, I'm sorry, I should... I, no, I, that, I said we let it fly the wolves then. You I'm good. Sorry. Twitter the wolves then, it's like, it's Facts. very deep. Well, yes. We let it um, fly. <laughs> stays up really late. It's like one or two in the morning by the time the race kind of ends right. to watch out the races, especially when they're in Europe. And I think in the U.S. it's a it's slightly worse. We have to wake up super early. So, like, it's, it's already difficult for us to catch the races to begin with. But then, like, like, and then, but then, like, on top of that, it's just kind of, um... I don't know like it's just yeah it just doesn't make it worthwhile and yes we are team lh fans we were around we were watching formula one during the mercedes dominance um so like you know even that i think we also skipped races here and there because we knew that it's going to be a merc on the the top step anyway so right. like vibes um i think it was kind of dicey especially between rosberg and hamilton which made it a bit more entertaining this year we don't have that it's max running away with it so um and it's been like that for the last couple of years so i think it's just um yeah i wouldn't blame people for tapping out honestly okay. um yeah it's 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 frustrating so it's one of those things okay so 
outside of content creating, you being a, you all being content creators, then you would definitely probably check out by next season. If, if, if you saw this coming again, this is not something you want to see. Okay. I mean, probably if we were not content creators right now, we probably may, may have checked out. I probably by, would just be by like, even this season. Yeah, this season. I probably would be reading the news by now and just okay. like the damn yeah, the news. Yeah, shit. I, I just, shit. I mean, look how far he is ahead. I think it's like 200 points clear or something like that. Yeah, I, uh, I think Ocheco, he's about 154 points clear, Checo. Yeah, I think, like, if we're not careful, by Italy, they could have wrapped up the championship already. Right. Honestly, I think I would have kept up. Now. I think that's what they're saying. It's Qatar. If he continues on this, he's wrapped up the championship by Qatar. And that's faster than when Michael Schumacher did it, I think, in 2002. Okay, so, so I got a follow-up question real quick. Alonzo said not too long ago that he felt like Max's championships were more valuable than Lewis's. How do you feel about that? Me, I feel like it's a bunch of bullshit. To me, if you have the fastest car, most dominant car built in Formula One history, how can you devalue somebody else's championships, but not Max's championships, given the not only the circumstances that occurred in 2021 and then the ones that floated from 2021 to 2022, but also having the most dominant car, which is a result of breaching by two plus million U.S. dollars that went into supposed catering. Yeah. I, so how do you feel about that? I think it's a two-pronged thing, in my opinion. Um, okay. So, like, I agree with you. I think it's a it's bullshit. <laughs> um, I I think it is, like, you know, I I do mean like, what do you say when like one of the best cars that have ever been made in the sport with an excellent driver at the wheel of it, right? And because of some shortcuts here and there. You know, okay. what's it called? And then they just run away with it and things like that. So I do not agree with Alonzo whatsoever. But at the same time, it is for the sake of like engineering, pure driving, all that sort of stuff. I can right. appreciate like the sentiment. Very good point. I can appreciate Very good the point. fact that like, you know, it is a beautiful thing to see just right. in terms of like driving and in terms of like motorsport that we okay. are seeing this amazing car reach speeds, go so fast against everybody else. Yes, it is it feeling is. a bit like Formula One versus Formula Two at this point in time. But like, <laughs> I th it's just like, it is like as Toto said, but like, I think it's just like, it is, it, there is something to that, I think. Right. I think there's something very valuable to it. And so like, I think it is a really beautiful, I think it is a special thing we're witnessing. I think we are witnessing history. I love that. But I do not think his championship is worth more than anyone else's. Not even Alonzo's, if oh. I must be honest. Like, Oof. I mean, like, right. I don't think I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. I don't, yeah. Like, so, like, I feel like he's just, you know, he's a shit stirrer, that boy. I mean, he, he, he does, he, he says, he says things and he's all, he says a lot of things. So, like, that's, I'm that's not, true. I, I'm not, I'm not about it. So, like, yeah, it's just, ugh. Whatever. But like, you, you know, Alonzo is besties with Verstappen. I'll let him. Okay. Say whatever. Let's say, what I do mean, you got? I feel like, no, there's some sort of truth to it because it's like, Saddam's right. There is history being made mm -hmm. in this. But then at the same time, there's a reason why I always thought 
that Fernando Alonso could be one of the cast members of the Real Housewives franchise. Pick any city. He would come in and he would go toe-to-toe with Erica and Nini and Kenya. Ooh, I want to see that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I get it. History is being made. It is a powerful thing to see the combo between the car that has been made and the driver that is driving it. Like Max Verstappen is a very talented driver. And it's like seeing that type of combo together is so powerful. It like, there's nothing like it, but to say something like that, there's a bit of here. There's a bit of bullshit about it because it's like, there's a lot of other dynasties that are also being challenged in this. Just yes. saying. Yes. I, I tell you what, Patrick, uh, first person to get your hand up in the in the actual participants. Pat, go ahead, bro. I'm going to lower your hand. You got the mic. Go ahead and ask a question. Hi, Pat. Hi. As soon as he get his mic unmuted. Yeah, hi, there you hi, go. hi, your sisters. Nice to see you guys, and well done on doing a good show as well. Now, here's a question for you guys. Compared to the RB19 and the Mercedes, during back in the years when first Mercedes hit this scene and created such a fast car, and I call it like a Tracy Chapman style because it's like that title, you them fast car. What's the difference between it from them and um, Red Bull? that you feel you'll find a difference. Mm. And uh, I'm hating how the rumors been saying that it's the car that got Lewis to his championship, but not to Max. Mm. Good question, that, Uno. Good question, Twain. That's such a good you question. You can go ahead and mute yourself. That was Very a good, good one, bro. Question. Go ahead, ladies. That was you a got really it. good question. Honestly, I think it's the setup of the team. Um, I, I think it's down to that. I think it is the fact that they will not put anyone remotely that competitive against Max that makes like even Lewis's like determination in that car previously against Rosberg, even against Bottas, because Bottas was still winning, if we must be honest. Like it was not like the craziest, it was not, it was not as close of a gap as it was between Rosberg, but he was still winning. And Rosberg beat Hamilton. He he took the driver championship, I think, in 2016. So I think the fact that Mercedes has decided to, it it does not, I don't know if they let Lewis have any say over drivers or have a great Mm. weight over the drivers that he's partnered next to. But I think the fact, but, well, actually, Lewis came to find Rosberg there, actually. I digress. So, like, I think is that the fact that they are comfortable with putting two very talented drivers next to each other and going have at it, Mm. and the car is amazing, um, is, is something that speaks to it. Whereas Red Bull are already, like Juana and Marco are already kind of saying, um, Jacob has given up on his driver's championship. He knows it's not really in the thing and things like that. And I'm like, what? how can you say that to a person? Like, that's so, like, how can you do that? How can you demoralize a person like that? So I right. think like, yeah, the cars are both incredible. Um, I would personally put uh, Verstappen's wins closer to it being more the car than it being more the driver as opposed to Lewis. Because Lewis right. has actually had to prove himself with talent against another really good driver to be able to get as much as he can out of the car. And still is with the yam that he has currently right now. So, like, Verstappen, in my opinion, I don't think has ever really 
done that. I mean, he's done that in a Red Bull, but when he was at Toro Rosso, um, no, which was right. uh, now Alpha Tauri, I was, I think I took a look back. I, I didn't do, he didn't make any. Bro wasn't winning from 2014 to 2021. Like he was, he had in between that time, I think he might've had 10 wins. So when he yeah. changed teams and got a better yeah. team, a better car, that's when he started winning. Exactly. So like, I personally would not, I would, I mean, I'm not, this is now for any Red Bull people that may end up listening to this. I am not saying that Max is not a talented driver. I'm Facts. not saying that he's he not is. even a once in a generational talented driver. I think right. he is all those things, but I think the car really helped him get to the 45 wins that he currently now has. I think it is more so the car than it is on maybe necessarily his talent. Okay. Sorry. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Mary Beanie, you got your hand up. You are next. Go ahead. I'm going to lower your hand. You got the mic. Thanks, Jay. Hi, ladies. What's up, I'm Mary? I'm going to look at your podcast earlier on. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, I'm sorry if I got your name wrong, Casey. Who is the dominant sister? I feel like looking at the Hungarian one in particular, said then was sort of taking the lead as such and you were just quietly watching. Who is the dominant sister? Who's the dominant sister out of you three? It's Sedum. Yeah, I thought that. Okay. Sedum's dominant sister. I am the oldest. Okay. <laughs> like that's what like that's a disclaimer. She's the oldest. That's a disclaimer. I'm sorry. Good question, Barry. You can mute yourself. She's who's the dominant <laughs> sister. Okay. Uh, what 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 I wanted to ask you, you were talking about well, I call him Saltley. I will not use Alonso. I will not use that name. After what he did, I will not. I call him Salty. I don't. I just call him Salty. I don't. I, I personally, I would put him in. As you, you were talking about the housewives, I would put him in Beverly Hills because they like a bit of drama there. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you put me Beverly Hills. Oh my but gosh. What? What? My my real sort of question is. Okay. What? What's your both opinion on I call Princess George? He needs to go for the Mercedes. I'm sorry, but I've had three years ago. I was done with George. He's not a team player. I say, bring back Valtteri. Mm. So, so, so Mary's question is, what do you think about Princess George and how do you feel if the if the opportunity would come up to bring back Valtteri? How do you feel about that? I don't I mean, George Russell. Yeah, some of the stuff that like some of the radio I'll give him like it's hit or miss, like some of the radio it's like some of the things that he has done on track is just not cool and it's like um they're not cool they're, they're kind of dick moves and i get that he and i see where you're coming from and the fact that he isn't that much of a team player mm. now if valtteri coming back ooh, lewis hamilton and valtteri bottas was a goated pairing they were a very good pairing for each other it's like both of them did what they needed to do very very well I my I feel like right now he's very very comfortable with Alfa Romeo, mm. having a very good time with like the reduced um with the reduced um uh, what's it 
with reduced pressures and a little bit more leeway to like be free be a little bit a little bit more leeway to be like have his input have his input and also just like be chiller so okay all right yeah all right i like that response that's good all right patrick you got your hand up and then we'll go to julian go ahead bro i'm gonna lower your hand unmute yourself you got the mic got it because i got another question right you girls, I want you to actually give the 100% opinion on it because I like the way you gave the answers for the cars and I'm going to nickname them as Tracy Chapman's, okay? Because that's what they are, fast cars. All right. Who do you think should actually control the F1 and do you think the cost cap should be abolished completely and make the race very spectacular than I should have been all the time? Mm. I'll repeat it again. Coming in hot. Go think, ahead, bro. Re- repeat it one more think, time. Yeah, who do you think should control the F1, okay, and make sure that the the cost cap is abolished completely and make the race as what it once used to be before? Oh. <laughs> tricky, isn't it? But come it's on. Tricky, I want it's tricky because... Think about it. Think about it like in my position, if you were a spectator and you hated how this is getting screwed up, twisted like some spaghetti in a flipping fork, all right, and you're right. getting, the, you're getting the, the actual fork to actually grip the spaghetti. So, what would you do? You you complain, right? So, exactly, what is the answer to this question? Good question, Patrick. Let's go. Thanks, Uno. What do you got, ladies? Ooh, um, I'd fire Ben Suleiman. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not mad at that one. <laughs> I would I'm fire him straight one. up. All right. He is unbelievably useless i was so excited when he first joined and then i was like you know what never mind um i think sorry to any of the americans out there i'd probably also get rid of liberty media i think also yeah they're trying the most and i think like they kind of understand formula one but they're trying to take it a direction where it's all about the entertainment factor and like it's just quite frustrating um because it was already somewhat entertaining to begin with and i think like if you understood the sport you know then you would obviously get into it but like i mean there's some uh, there have been some things that they've done that have been great you know allowing netflix to come in with drive to survive i am actually a team drive to survive fan i think so many of my friends have gotten have started talking about formula one with me because of that show and so i really do appreciate it um, so I would have like kept that, that part, but like, it was already entertaining to begin with. So I would also sack Liberty Media. I don't know if I would bring Bernie back though. Oh, and I'm not sure yeah. who else would replace because Bernie was not also perfect either. And True. the cost cap, the question to your cost cap is actually really interesting because on one hand I see the, I, I understand why it should be abolished. Mm-hmm. And but like I also understand that like some teams are now getting a really good shot because of the cost cap. You I know mean, what? I think you gotta go. I think the cost cap is okay. I think it needs some tweaking. I think the tweaking. cost cap yeah. needs tweaking. I think the, yeah. the teams that finish lower, kind of like the NFL, need a bit more going yeah. in, and then the other teams a bit less to kind of start offsetting the balance. But yeah, yeah, I and I mean, and in my opinion, I think you better like what's it called i think you better what's it called like put down the harshest penalties when it comes to the cost cap right they were so 
limp-fisted on Aston Martin and on Red Bull, and it pissed me off. I was like, you're going to make this, you're going to threaten everybody with this thing. Facts. Eight out of the ten yeah. teams adhere to it, and then the two one the two teams are now benefiting from it. And all you do is slap right. on your wrist, you know, some Lehman Brothers kind of shit. You know, right. like it's bullshit. It, it that is. was what pissed me off. So I would be like, I would be like, you would lose points. You would lose like, you know, you would get podium stripped from you or something like that. You would be you your time's deleted. Whatever, it's something that right. will devastate them. Because right, and set the tone. They set, set the, the tone. tone. Because now, I think this year, multiple teams have now uh, blasted through it. I think including Mercedes. So like, they're like, real quiet about is, it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. so like, if I'm going to be paying what's what, 300,000 euros, I need, I might as well just What is for that it. for a championship, right? Exactly. <laughs> for a championship. Right. right. So on, the on the coffee, on making coffee latte arts that has George doing this kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just think, yeah, I would just like it needs tweaking, and because I do appreciate the fact that now some other comp- now it's it is leveling the field, especially at the back. So mm-hmm. I'm appreciating that, but I also think like like Red Bull needs to like honestly points need to go for them in my opinion, but it's not going to help with anything. They're, they're too far ahead, but like right. I think, yeah, I just yeah. I, it's not it's yeah they missed. I think they missed that opportunity to set it and, and it was it was very limp limp what they did but also i think that in your response to liberty media i am american but i'm going to i agree with you i think that this has been my frame of thought if you concentrate on breeding good competition entertainment will follow with that <laughs> if you're focused on entertainment then you risk really legitimate competition and you just this is not this is not real it's real tv but this is not reality tv right so we're not going for all the fluff and like just make good rules set the standards uphold those rules uh make necessary changes to the track don't take out things that are puzzling for teams right off the bat because oh my gosh track limits they're gonna have to figure those things out there are other Mm -hmm. things you can do remove sausage curves or input other things that penalize the team without you penalizing them if they break track limits you know, so sure. I think things like that would be a good situation. I'm going to go ahead. Julian had his hand up next. Go ahead, Julian. I'm going to lower your hand. You got the mic. Uh, Julian, yeah, unmute yourself. All right. Well, if Julian doesn't say anything in the next five seconds, I we'll got go that. To, there you go. I, got it. I go just ahead. had to change my audio settings. I didn't know they were wrong. Well, no, I raised no my worries. hand up when the, the question was posed about George Russell. But um, I can answer this one too. Or, or no, no, no. You ask. Them. You ask a question. You you ask. You get to ask a question. Oh wait, ask a question. Oh yeah, my you god. Get, you ask a question. They answer the questions. You ask the question. <laughs> wait, but if everyone's asking questions, when are we going to get answers? Wait, are they you already answered questions? it? Like Uno asked the question, they answered it. Mary asked the question, they answered it. So now you get to ask a question. Oh my gosh. You want some time to come back and think about one? Yeah, I didn't know okay. that's what was happening. Yeah, no worries, man. Go, go. You good, you good. All right, Mary Beanie, I'm going to lower your hand. Go ahead, unmute yourself. You got it. Right. Hi, ladies again. Uh, well, Jane was asking curse to hang out anything, really. I'm normally cursing like nobody's business, but I've been watching F1 since 1978. I've seen the ups, I've seen the downs. My favourite time is when the V10's engine was around in F1. Mm, yeah, she likes it. And I had, no, I had no earplugs. 
and Mahir and Perfect. Mahir and Perfect. Now, if Seb Bethel can do it in Nigel Mansell's car in Red 5, why can't F1? Mm, you know, right. and Pirelli needs to go. They need to bring back Bridgestone tyres. I'm sorry. They need to bring back Bridgestone. But I live through the Bernie years. Now, I call him the Poison Dwarf. That's what I used to call him. He had good points, but he had really, really bad points. Really stupid ideas, actually. Like putting sprinklers on every track. That's oh, one that's... point Bernie had. But what what is your favourite time period in F1? And what tracks would you like to see go? Me, personally, mm. Spa <clears throat> and Monaco. All right. So, ladies, Mary's question Fair. is, what time period of Formula 1 did you like? Hers is, the, hers is the V10 era. And then what tracks, you all pick one track each that you would like to see removed off the calendar. Appreciate that, Mary. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer that question. Mary, like, you're... I want to sit down and talk to you about your your experience. Right. Like Mary's that. one of our OG F1 watchers. Like, it's a lot of, we got a few That's of them in, in the family. Cool. It is very cool. I would want to sit cool. down and talk to you. I, I would have more questions for you, Ben. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean. Right. We can hook that up. Teeny, like a tiny little length of, goodness. Um, honestly, I would like to, I think like when my dad started watching like back in like, Late nineties, I think I say right. Dad yeah, started watching 90s. in the late nineties, right? So I think I'd actually kind of like to go back to that era. I do not mm. remember the en engine manufacturer era uh, that that it was, but like this one was, yeah. I, I mean, I would love to have gone back to to that and see, like you know, at least just see the greats like race against each other. So like Senna, Schumacher as he was coming up. Um, I believe, yeah, like I, you know. Those sort of people also around it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm answering this question very well, um, but I could definitely answer a truck that needs to go um, <laughs> <laughs> on this current calendar, or like just in general. Like um, in general, in general. I mean, I'm not too hopeful about Las Vegas. Oof! Damn, the track before they even get another opportunity. Come on, you ready to take them off? And yeah. I want to know why. I want to know why. Why are you not I mean, so I just hopeful about it? Really, I mean, the track doesn't look appealing, and the and I just honestly, again, it, down to Liberty Media kind of like coming through. I don't understand why we're having even a race there to begin with. I mean, mm. yay, Daniel Ricciardo gets to enjoy it, but like, right? What action is going to be there? I do understand Monaco though. I do understand Monaco, uh, why okay. people take off Monaco. But okay. my only thing is that I just want to be, before they take it off, and I've said this on our show, I just want to be on a yacht in a tastefully designed, uh, what's it called, topless bikini, sunbathing, enjoying the race as the noises go by in the harbor. That's all I want. Okay. Purely okay. not for a driving <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say, what do you got? What do you got? So well, what era, if you have one, and what track would you like to see go? I don't know which era I would like. The, the There's so many great eras that has happened with Formula One. I would go back, I would honestly go back to the first era that I started watching in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, around, the, around 2007, 2000, and then watch 2011, 2012, mm. 2000. 13, 2014. That 
era was a blip. Like 2012 to 2014 was a blip. And why I say this is because at the time, I used to go to a Christian boarding school with Sedem, and we and we would just not have access to television at all. We, oh, okay. We're cut off from the outside world. And the sad thing about it is, is that, I mean, aside from like missing out on some vital information about what's happening in the world, we also missed out on some iconic races that happened in that era. And also seeing the come up of like Lewis Hamilton in Mercedes. There's a lot of stuff that we missed. And it's like, I look back and I kick myself because of it, because it's like, the things we miss, the things that the things that we miss, I don't know if Saddam feels the same way about it, but the things I missed, the things I wish I could have understood, like that type of thing. Like there's a big blip and it's like, it's going from, oh, Lewis Hamilton moved to Mercedes. He, Michael Schumacher was there, but he left. And then he went on and then now Lewis Hamilton is winning. It's like, you look at it and it's like, wow. I came into, I, came, I resumed watching in 2015. I was like, whoa, what's going on? What happened? What did I miss? And um, as for races, as for um, tracks that would have, would as for tracks that would have, um, that would have, um, I would have loved to see go. I want to see Emilia Romana go. Mm. I don't know why we should <clears throat> have, two tracks in Italy. In Three Italy. tracks of the US, gotcha. I understand. Like I truly do. It's a big country. I just wish they would lower the prices on one of the oh tracks. Oh my gosh. I, w- I just paid paid for my shit today. I told the Wolfpack fam I'll be in Coda. This, listen, the uh, Coda race, so the USGP in Texas. So I'm just gonna oh, say yes. it, like I've looked at all the prices across the entire calendar. The US prices for every race are the highest. I think today I spent what on a general admission pass, it was like 530. The parking pass was $330. You know what I'm saying? Hotels that are now $140 a night are $900 to $700 per night in the vicinity of the track. It is crazy ridiculous. Crazy ridiculous. Not to mention your rental car, not to mention your hotel. Not to it's it's crazy ridiculous. It is. It's really crazy. Yeah, it's $330 for a parking pass. And that's like in lot Z's or R, some of the outer. Then they're even charging for a stretch of road that leads to the track. You have to buy a parking pass for that. And that's around 200 bucks. All right. So if you want to park closer to the actual entrance of Coda, it's $900 for a three-day parking pass. For the paddock is $10,000 for paddock if you go to StubHub or Ticketmaster. If you buy your hospitality passes throughout the teams you're going to range anywhere from eight to ten to twelve thousand dollars for those hospitality passes it's ridiculously crazy and to Uh, think that is the cheapest race in the u.s calendar that is appalling right right and the sad thing is is that we i mean i get that there's a need to appeal to the well to um the celebrities and the hub hub and the glitterati But we as F1 fans are the reason why you guys are coming to the U.S. Thank you. Facts. It's crazy. It's crazy. I can look at other races and they're like 160 bucks, 60 bucks for general admission. I mean, just on parking alone was sounds like exactly the amount that we paid 
as sisters for a three-day weekend in Melbourne. That's because crazy. like because we have great i mean we have transportation so we have like the light the tram which is amazing right. um and it was actually free from certain stations at a certain point oh, because like yeah, you shit. want millions of people tapping on and things like that um flights were expensive because yeah it was that weekend um but like and i think hotels were not cheap either but i didn't know i mean i, I just stayed with my sisters right but like yeah like just that those thing pieces alone like that that just parking sounds like it was more expensive than for the three of us to go to the, and we sat with the mercedes grandstand which was already expensive okay. to begin with like the normal grandstand tickets but like it was so worth it but like it sounded like it was around the same price i i just that's right why it's ridiculous it's wild it's ridiculous it's ridiculous all right, we got another question coming from Uno. Go ahead and then Galactus, you're up next. Uno, I'm gonna lower your hand. You got the mic, brother, go ahead. Okay, one last question again, girls. As we all know that um, what Mary said about the years of um, the Grand Prix and the, you guys, well done on that. My history has been on it um, from the time with Maura Walker and uh, Nikki Lauda, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm about nearly 56 to 57 years old, so. My birthday this this year coming up. However, question time. Okay. <laughs> no, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up two two months time. So not yet. Happy early birthday. Okay. As we all know about the tracks that's so supposed to be gone, not not supposed to be present and not supposed to be liked. Do you actually think that South Africa should actually get a track the track back? Mm. And do you think that it would make great race business for more sponsorship? And more interest in the in the years to come. God damn, I, Uno coming I, I, in. Hot, I bro. Yo, I told you, bro. I'm a hunger game. All right, that's my name now. <laughs> hunger game. Let's Into go, bro. So it's it's the see, it's the time to tell you guys. What do you think about that? Do you Ladies, answer that question, can, please. Can that's the second one. Come on, this is the hunger game. Can I swear? Time. Swear? Yeah, hell yeah, Ooh, you can drop okay, the F-bomb you want. This the wolves oh, thing. Yes, God damn it. Okay, great. <laughs> Fuck yes, the South African Grand Prix should be there. I, I mean, my opinion. look, all my Appreciate sisters, it, so we're, we're all TCKs, right? Um, and yep. all three of us were born in different countries. My sisters all have a home Grand Prix. The youngest one, even though she feels some way, has three because she was born in the US. I was born in South Africa. I do not have a home GP. <laughs> <laughs> and it is disappointing. And aside from that, it does make good business sense. The crazy amount of Africans, because we're, we're Ghanaian, we're Ghanaian Australian. We know that there is a rich, deep community in yeah. Africa that yes. loves Formula One, yes. loves Formula One. And their closest one is either Silverstone or Abu Dhabi. They have to leave the continent to go and see, watch it. The mm. amount of revenue that would have poured into South Africa, they could have fixed load shedding. I'm not even kidding. One or mm. two years, they could have fixed load shedding. It's insane. I'm, that's just a joke. But anyway, the point is, is that they, we, yeah, and we love Lewis. We have such a deep reverence. I will admit there is a strong- I've seen a Red Bull well. fan fandom like, there. It's crazy too, though. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a, there's a heavy though. amount of even Ferrari fans there. It is ridiculous yes, for them. Yes. African F1 fans are Ferrari fans. So I think it is ludicrous that they decided to say, oh, we can't do it because cost and they've aligned themselves with Russia and now I think it's all right. bullshit. Right. I think yeah, it's Haas all is still bullshit. in fucking Formula it made, One. 
such good business sense. We have now five in the Middle East or something like that. We have, you've been able to add Qatar, you've been able to add an additional one in the US. You've been able to keep China on, even though they yes. don't want to have it. For China doesn't like want to have a race. Years. They should actually go. They should yeah. foster. They don't yeah, want like, a race. I mean, other, like Singapore was being threatened if they were not, if they did not get themselves back in order to, to, uh, to, yeah, to get back on the grid, on the calendar, if they didn't host a race, I think by 2022 or something like that. The point which is, is ridiculous. which is ridiculous, but China has been given so much grace. Mm. It just, I mean, even as an Australian fan, the demand for Australia is huge. They should add an additional one. There is a oh. perfectly good racetrack in Melbourne that I think they could potentially, oh, no, in the Melbourne, sorry, South Australia, but they could potentially Adelaide? use. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I think they have, they used to have a Grand Prix out in Adelaide, actually. They did have a Grand Prix out in Adelaide. Yeah. Adelaide. So, Maybe even going up to Bathurst to do a race. That would yeah. be amazing. And Which it's would be like, great for me. Yes. Um, adding on, yeah. can I, if I can add on to it, the idea yeah. that politics is the reason why South Africa didn't get a race is, as, as again, in Australian, I think is very laughable when you look at all the other track, all the other um, countries that hold races. Right. They are not, I wouldn't call the, I wouldn't really say they have much of a leg to stand on. And that's mm. the nicest thing to be about it. Now, as an African, as, as, a race, as a race fan, it would be amazing to get a race because it would be amazing to get a race within, within a country because that means a lot of people don't have to go, go, go and jump through hoops to get a visa to go mm. to a race. Mm. And, and for a lot of people, a race, it becomes so much more accessible. And it's like, that's, and also I agree with what Sutton was saying with the demand for um, more Australian races. Hell, let's even get a race up in South, in another race up in South America. I mean, there are some hey. good places that they can go to. And it's like, and if not, I would be so happy to either see Sapan return or Istanbul Park come back. Mm. Those were mint. Okay. Absolutement. And it's like there's so many other places that I mean, in addition to South Africa, which I would love to see, there's so many other amazing places that we can go to. But instead, I don't know why we are trying to focus on getting a fourth race in New York of all places. Yeah, I've been told people and another race in Madrid. It doesn't really make sense to me as a it doesn't really make sense to me. I don't even know if they even want them. And it's like, I feel like if it even, if they decide to go through with it without, with us saying, we don't want this race, we're going to run into the same thing that's happening with Las Vegas. And we're going to, and they're going to run in with so many issues with local authorities and local stakeholders. Mm. And it's just like, we're going to be sitting there saying, we told you, we told you we wanted to go to Kailami, but you didn't listen. Back. Back. So I got a question. Galaxis is coming up next. Go ahead, Brahma. Lower your hand. Unmute yourself. Hey, good evening, everyone. Um, just a quick question on the sprint races and the format we currently have. 
six, I think we should have just four, you know, once a quarter. I think that'll be good. And then also change it up. Uh, I know we talked previously on, um, you know, reversing the grid or the lower teams having uh, the priority over the sprint versus it just being another race where the top teams gain points. So just what are your thoughts on that? Good, good question, Galactus. Appreciate you, brother, man. You can go ahead and mute yourself. Go ahead, ladies. What do you think about that? Because we've talked about it several times about the sprint format, and I know here, I think probably, if not one of the first platforms to really start going headstrong on it, I said that the sprint format was jacked. It's just like a double snatch grab for top teams, and it's not very competitive. I don't think many people tune into it. It is kind of boring. Funny qualifying sessions have been more entertaining than races this season. But I think definitely if you're going to make the sprint, remember what I said about breeding competition. If you go ahead and take drivers that are not accustomed to getting points or teams that are not accustomed to getting points, have those 10 go into the sprint so they can fight for points they don't typically get, and then let that be the way they set the grid order for the race on Sunday and then have regular qualifying for the top 10 and let them set their grid order for that. But I just think, and we think as a family that the sprint format is not really yielding good for competitive spirits. So what do you think about that? Agreed. I, I agree. I yeah. I feel like the sprint format, I think like a good quarterly race, a good quarterly race would be a fun thing to see at best I love the idea of taking the top, the bottom, the bottom teams and letting them go head to head in a sprint race and then getting potentially getting points. That would be really, really cool to see. But then at the same time, it's like, um, at the same time, it's like, um, what's it? I, I mean, it's like, it's a hit or miss. Like, honestly, when watching this, my opinion of watching the sprints races is that there's not a lot of time to get thing to make things interesting in a race. It's like you go, you start, you find out you have 15 minutes, 15, I mean, 15 um, laps or so making up for 20, for 20 minutes. I think there was a, the only time that a sprint race has been interesting is Azerbaijan. And oh, yeah. I mean, Azerbaijan, oh. I mean, of course, it's a great track. Like it's a fantastic it's But it's like, um, at that time, it was barely watchable. And it's like, um, I don't know. I feel like there's, there needs to be a lot of reformation, making it a quarterly race, reversing the thing, like bringing, reversing the grid, something. There's got to be something. Like, it's just not there yet. It's not okay. there yet for us to warrant six races on the grid, on the calendar. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm all with that. So Dan, what you got? I agree. I think F1 Academy actually has been flipping their order um, for the second, like they have three races during the weekend. So like they flip their order, I think for the second one or something like that, which I think would be super cool. I think the sprint races currently at the moment are just an opportunity for the top teams to get more points, which is bullshit. Like, it's not, there's no level of, what's it called, like, competition. I think reverse, I think we should play around with the reverse grid uh, format. Let's see Max storm up the grid and, and what's it called, and, and and figure it out how to get his win and things like that. I would love to see right, that. How right. he does all the overtaking would be so much fun. Like, I mean, I think that's what, I think, made Belgian, until he actually got the lead, 
slightly a bit maybe a bit more interesting because it was wet and then he also had to storm up the grid a little bit like six spaces but like it worked itself out so like yeah i agree that like you know let the other lower teams have an opportunity to snag first or like give them opportunities because we've seen flashes at the uh, flashes in the pan from other teams like haas who had Mm. some great moments last year williams albon is doing magic and all sorts of shit with that williams car um and it could also give opportunity for like mclaren and mercedes and aston martin i should say and even ferrari an opportunity to get to that top step as well too which god knows especially for ferrari they need it (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i'm just like yeah, I think like I don't think the current sprint, sprint format works. I, I I'm not a fan of it. And usually when it's a sprint weekend, I just kind of like mentally just like just kind of check out, huh? I check out. It's not not usually my thing. So yeah, okay. It's some tweaking. All right, Mary Beanie, you gonna go ahead and have the last question before we close out. Mary, I'm gonna lower your hand on mute yourself. Okay, thank you. No problem, uh, lady. Well, me personally, sprints are fucking shit. I hate them. I honestly hate them. They're yeah. a pointless waste of bloody time. They bugger up the whole weekend. Because what I do, my routine, and I've done it for years. I've got notes going back from years. FP1, FP2, FP3. I watch it. Then I rewatch it. Then I take notes. I do it with the race as well. I'm qualified. I've got notes going back to 1984. It's, but my thing, I've, see, I used to like it with the old with the old calendar. Adelaide was the season opener, and Adelaide's actually a better track than Albert Park. I used to love it when Mansell was racing at Adelaide. He was my hero, Nigel Mansell. Loved mm. the guy. And then Brazil was the season finale. I want it. I would love, to, I can't even mention, I was at that fateful race in 21, and I can't even mention the, the track. I can't. Sorry, I still have nightmares about it. But Brazil should be the season finisher. It was. And Brazil is a much better track. The atmosphere there is brilliant. That's one of the tracks I would love to go to, Brazil. One of them. I've been to Singapore. I was there in 2018, when Lewis done that amazing lap. I so was your up. question for them, do they think they should replace yeah. Abu Dhabi for Brazil? Yeah. yeah. And okay. They were asking about a... What... T- what was it again? Oh, God, I'm confusing myself. Sorry, uh, take your time. A, they were asking about sort of different Things. See, the thing is, Lewis is wanting Kailami. And I, I remember Kailami from years ago in F1. And that was such an amazing track. Get rid of the crap that's on here than now. Just get rid of it. It's like Monaco's, like, Monaco's best time was late 80s, early 90s. That was the best time for racing. Now it's just like, oh, it's alright for qualifying, but the race is absolute crap. You might you could watch something else, go watch uh, a movie or whatever. But I've seen with Spa, they can't do pretty much more with that track, especially 
radio on and going up the mic. They can't change that. And I've seen so many fatalities at that track. It needs to go. The weather ain't got, it doesn't matter what time of the year you go to that track, they're always going to be rain. They're always going to be rain. Get rid of day two. I'm not really too hot about, well, Monza's all right. I would rather see Mar- Maranello than, than the other one. So, Mary, Maranello you gave them a lot of tracks, but what's your, what's yeah. your question for them directly? <laughs> My question is, what would, if you could change one thing in F1 and you had the power to do it, what would you change? Me, I'd get rid of the puppet. Shit. Okay. Good question, Mary. Appreciate yep. that. Damn, that's yep. a pretty good question. That's that's a lot of power. So I, I need a question. For, I need an answer from each of you. If you had the power to change anything in Formula One, what the hell would it be? That's a that's a loaded question. Go ahead. What you got? Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, Mary, that was a good question. That's a good closer. <laughs> I like that shit. Um, <laughs> you know, Damn. you know how like so. In South Africa, they had like a truth and reconciliation committee after apartheid, okay. um, you know, because it, 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 you know, apartheid sucked and was bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know what someone said, send Marcos Astor nursing her home. I get that anyway. <laughs> um, so like, I would kind of do that, but like for, um, what's it called? Um, or like anybody that feels like they've been jilted out of a championship and things like that. Mm-hmm. So like if if Hamilton and yes, if Hamilton wanted to come and be like, I want a review of Abu Dhabi 2021, you know, do that and have a full out review and look at it and see what could be done. If Massa wants to come back and look at the results from 2008, there is a board that he can do that they can do that because look the FIA makes up their rules as they go. Sometimes they're like, nah, it's final. Then they do final qualification afterwards. Then they do because track limits, track limits, track limits. Oh, we're going to set the times later because everyone got penalties. Like they, they will do, they, they make up the rules as they go. So I'm kind of like, if that's the case, why can't we also review driver championships and the, and the circumstances around it? Because in that reconciliation committee, I would give Hamilton the win for 2021 um, because... Right. You know, it's one of those things. I would look at Massa's claims and see if, if there's any merit to what he's talking about and how if, if people knew about uh, Crashgate long before it was about to happen or something like that. I forget what the details are, you know, before it actually happened. Or no, if they knew about the details after it happened right. earlier than they said they did. Right. Therefore, being able to do something within that period before it went to the, fi- its final, the, the final race, I think it was... I don't know. I don't know if it was Brazil or Abu Dhabi. We're still doing that. It was Brazil. Brazil, yeah. Yeah. Before we went to Brazil, so like you know, I would I would give I would have a space for that because okay. like I think that I think something like that would be a bit more important um, okay. and things like that. So that's a that's a pretty good one. Although Massa, I would say Ferrari screwed you over so many times in Singapore that even after Crashgate happened, y'all damn forgot the fuel was attached yeah. and you had to pull over to in the pit lane. So you fucked yourself. He's probably not getting it back, but it's good. This Dan will consider you to come and talk about it. And there's a space for that. Let's say, what do you got? What's your answer on that one? Oh, there are so many things that I would change within Formula One. You only get one. Yeah, there's. It's hard 
to nail it down to just one. But if, if it was me, I would do this. And I would do this. Scrap FIA, scrap Liberty Media, and create an F1 tribunal out of all the teams, like a governing, like a team governing body. Because that's the, and it's more so make it like an all the, it's more so make it a tribunal where all the teams can go and be heard and maybe get, and then get outside officials, not affiliated with the FIA, to sit in and um to sit in and like mediate between between the mall and it's just like i'm and it's just like like the way that like that's the thing it's like um yeah independent stewards as well too and it's like it means saying goodbye to burn mylander but like he can stay he can be an advisory person so it's like um yeah the thing is, is that like with a lot of the issues, like more so with governance, like what Sedum was speaking to, a lot of it, like from you get the sense that the FIA and Formula One have lost their way. Mm. It, and in a sense, it's more so like trying to reform back things before it loses its, it gets to a point where it becomes irreparable. And it's like I they suggested it in 2005 where they had the whole tire gate thing. And it's like, um, and it was more so trying to secede in that sense than with the tires. And I thought, ooh, that's a really good idea. And it's like having that own a team produced tribunal, I feel like. Would it, it would be, I don't know if it will be easier to come to decisions, but then there's also a better chance that once the decisions are come to, everyone can agree to it because everyone has, was a part of a decision making. I like it. I like it. Okay. So this, in this final moment, I want to give the ladies their opportunity before I close this out to say questions are closed at this time. So we're not going to do a question. Remember, we got to keep the flow going for you too. The ladies have their opportunity. I'm giving them the floor to give you our information where you can reach them, where you can follow them, where you can support them and anything they have coming up in case it's of interest to you. And you can go ahead and support that as well. So ladies, whoever wants to take that might go right ahead and, and just go ahead and oh. let people know. Oh, I don't know. I say, should I do it? Or do you want to do it? You can, um, we, you can do half and then I can, you start it off and then if anything, I can end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you, <laughs> I need to keep it, you know, I am the dominant sister, but I do need to be, you I'll know. See that. I see you, was, I see you were exercising that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you can find us on BoxBoxGoss F1 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We are hilarious everywhere and very silly. And then we have our shows out every Saturday after the race. So actually, we're dropping our Belgium GP show. It's, it's Saturday here in Australia today um, on YouTube. Um, very soon, we're also going to put this out as an audio podcast as well, too. Look out for that announcement. I'm hoping it's coming out during the summer break. Um, so instead of, I mean, I, our faces are gorgeous, but if you can't, uh, sustain the bandwidth, you know, the audio podcast is definitely going to be there as well, too. Um, say, so is there anything else I'm missing? Ooh, I mean, like, um, do we, I mean, I think you got it all. Like, 100% what about, 
yeah so it's like yeah we're funny everywhere twitter we k-pop with the new we got we're funny everywhere we got like we do fun shit as well on our social medias as well too we got woman crush wednesday on instagram twitter like you can catch me live tweeting during the race and it's like um we also you'll hear our opinions about the news and real time tiktok we're just playing funny we, we're just shooting the shit you're just we're a riot so it's like you can catch so it's like and then youtube main source at least for now and before getting onto the audio podcast we're fun we're funny and it's like I, and it's like you'll see more of us like there hanging out so yeah all right bet. so what i will do to make things easy for people i will go ahead and place some of these links for the ladies you know twitter their ig uh their uh their x so-called so it could be easy for you all just to click that and go ahead and follow them you know this is a platform about building and putting a ladder down to bring another up so i will say this before we close any and everybody or any other content creator that has said women are not worthwhile for having on your platform this is what i want you to do i want you to forget to clean your ears for about a good month and i want you to take your finger and put it in there and i want you to suck on that all right because if you're not supporting women in the space of content creation or in motorsports period you probably suck ass and i'm just keeping it really 100 with you and that's really on the pg-13 side so what i really would say to you we can make that on a personal note i will be in code anybody want to come get that smoke come get that smoke in person i'll be there my family members who all poured in to support these ladies and ask some very awesome questions i really appreciate you all taking the time to come celebrate them while they were here yo box box gosh you know we're gonna have you back in the wolves then again this house is very welcomed and open to you as well and this has been another episode of wolves den and if you're not in it's because you're not in figure out how to get in all right vip settings is up all right we'll check in with y'all later peace thanks for watching another episode of wolfpack performance don't forget to check out some of my other content on formula one and motorsports topics like share subscribe and we go live on the weekends see you soon